0: Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back. Wow, it's been a long time since I was last here, and uh, I miss you guys. I called Pastor Joe and said, I want to come back. And he said, yes, and then he went off today. (laughs) And so it's uh, Pastor Jonathan, as I was saying, are they trying to escape from me? (laughs) Can you have... Oh, yeah, my slides is here. Uh, I now live in America. I think that's been, what, this is my ninth year in America. I live in a, in a, uh, in a state called Alabama, not Alabang, but Alabama, you know, it's close enough to Alabang. And I found my twin brother over there. It's like, I didn't know I have a twin brother, and so this is my twin <laughs> brother. <laughs> oh, man, we are brothers. Um, obviously, I know whether he showered or not because I smell his armpit. <laughs> so it's good for me to come back here to the Philippines because I know, I was told, I have many cousins here, cousins, <laughs> that I can see eyeball to eyeball with. And I want to talk about rescue. I, I'm not sure whether, whether you watch that movie by Tom Hanks on Captain, about Captain Phillips. It is based on a true life story about this uh, ship captain that was uh, held hostage by the Somali's pirate. And the pirate came into his ship, and they killed all his staff members, his crew member, and they demanded some money from the American uh, government and all that, and the American government actually sent, was two or three battleships to rescue this one captain. I'm not sure if I'm being held hostage by the Somali pirates, my government in Singapore would uh, send a pirate, send all these warships, you know, to that far, you know, to rescue me. But let me show you some snippets of uh, this movie. If you have the sound, that would be great.
1: To keep doing that, okay? What happened to your head? Captain, can you tell me what happened to your head? <laughs> there on the left temple. Okay. OK, very good. All right, you're doing great, OK? Did all this blood come from your eyebrow and your head? What? Did all the blood come from your eyebrow, right here, and on your head, well, not all that. of this? No, not all of it. OK. That's not mine. OK, all right, all right, look at me. OK, we're going to lay you down, okay? OK? yeah. All right. Yeah. Won't you lay down nice and tight? Captain, you're safe now, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. You're okay. Thank you. You're welcome. my family don't. Your family knows you're safe, and you will be able to call them as soon as you are taken care of. Sir, I need you to breathe, okay? You are safe and you are fine. It's gonna be okay. <laughs>
0: This was after he was rescued from that uh, Somali pilot's little boat. That's amazing. I mean, um, Tom Hanks actually made me believe that he's actually Captain Phillips. His acting is so good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, wow, he's amazing. I mean, what an amazing actor! I, you know, there was another rescue that was in that was done in Israel in in the. Um, desert plain of Israel a shepherd was trying to rescue a sheep many times when I thought about the role of a shepherd I thought wow it is like this beautiful greeneries and lush trees and all that Uh, I thought hey a shepherd has a job man this is kind of a job I want you know to be in this beautiful sceneries and all that but not for the shepherd in Israel this is their terrain this is what they do. This is their office in the desert plain in Jerusalem, in, in uh, central Israel. And, and all these are dry, desert land here. And you can see that they found, whenever they found some green pasture, they will lead the sheep right here. These are some of the sheep here to graze the land, graze the, you know, the grass so that they can uh, eat and be filled for their lunch and the breakfast and whatever. Even in the 21st century right now, if you were to visit Israel, you know, the, the, the shepherds are still shepherding in the terrain like this under hot, arid uh, conditions, very dry and mountainous area of Israel. Whenever they found, you know, a green patch in uh, among all the desert plain they will then navigate and guide the sheep you know to this place so that they can have their breakfast or lunch or their dinner and all that now the shepherd will have to first find and know where are the green pastures then they let these uh, sheep to this place now sheep by nature could not see beyond two meters Anything beyond two meters, their is you know their vision is blurred, and so they could only see uh, within two meters. And they need to be guided, you know, in the, whatever they the shepherd wants to bring them. And so, you know, they have to be really fit to be a shepherd. You have to climb up and down the mountains and the crevices and all that. You know, it's no fun to be to be a, to be a shepherd. It's no fun. I don't think there there are any obese uh, shepherds. I'm not looking at you. (laughs) And so, you know, the shepherd has found a green pasture perhaps on the mountainside and the The grass is, you know, the green and the sheep are enjoying, you know, their lunches and all that. But there's always one sheep that's always left behind. This particular sheep here, you know, is left behind. Maybe it's left behind because it was stubborn. I don't need a shepherd. I can find my own lunch. I don't need any guidance, I know what to do. I don't need anyone or anybody's help, I can manage myself. There's always this one sheep who is stubborn, wanting to do things their own way. It is my way, my way. And then all of a sudden, this stubborn little sheep realized that it was alone by themselves and then began to cry out for help you know what does a sheep how does a sheep cry out what's the sound of the sheep yeah you guys there's some sheep here So they cry out, Bad man, man, yeah, yeah, man, And they ask for well, help, help. I'm alone. I need help. I'm scared. Now, the louder they shout, the louder it shouted, it actually attracted the predators, the bears, the lions, and the coyotes. And now the bears, the lions, and the coyotes realize that there is one single sheep and you know what? It, was, it will be an easy prey for these predators. And they begin to walk and perhaps smell the sheep and begin to prowl and look for that singular isolated sheep. But the shepherd also heard the cry of this sheep. You know what the shepherd does? He will go back. The way that they came from, the valleys, the mountains, the crevices, and all that, just to rescue that one sheep. Are you lost? Do you need rescuing? You know, the shepherd will come and rescue the sheep and he'll tend to the sheep, make the sheep lie down bef- beside green pastures so that it can be restored, it can be nursed back to health. feed the sheep in the presence of all the bears and the, 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 the lions and the, mm, the coyotes, whatever dangers that uh, may be out there. And then when they are ready, he will walk this sheep back through all these crevices, mountains, and, and the deep valleys. To get this ship back to the rest of the fold, That's the dark valley. You know, the word rough, as as the word explained, it's rough. But when you put two letters in front of the word rough, it becomes true. And David wrote, I walk through the valley of shadow of death. For thy rod and thy staff were with me. And so God, the shepherd, walked with David, that lost sheep, back to the fold, through the valleys. Steps, three steps to recovery. If you are lost if you are in need of rescuing today, if you are hurt by the circumstances that you were in, number one, you need to know your rescuer. You need to know who your rescuer is. If you are lost, you don't have a rescuer, can I introduce my rescuer to you? His name is Jesus he rescue me, he will rescue you from your qualmia from whatever situations that you may be in. He will be right there with you when you call out his name. Amen. You got to know your rescuer, you know? And and David wrote, "The Lord is my shepherd." David knew that whenever he called and he cried out to the name of his God, the God, his God will be there for him and with him. The Lord is my shepherd amen. the lord is my shepherd the lord is your shepherd if you need any form of rescuing just cry out to him he will be there for you and with you amen, amen. you know jesus himself said i am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep." and i know my, my shepherd my rescuer he actually laid down his life for me. He died on the cross so that I can be redeemed. And he laid down his life so that you can be redeemed too. You know, the, the, the uh, um, American Marine came in and rescued Captain Phillips. And Captain Phillips had to recognize the rescuers. Right? That they are Americans coming to rescue me. Sometimes they can come wearing the American uniform, but they're not Americans. They could be fake, right? If these American soldiers, you know, if all these soldiers were to put on the American uniform and speak like, "Hey, are you our captain, our are captain, Philip. You want to follow me?" It doesn't sound American. You see, my sheep know my voice, right? That doesn't sound like an American. Uh, You are Captain Philip. You want to follow me Uh, back to Beijing? No, 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 no. Back to America. So you got to recognize the voice of your rescuer. Now, now, if you know your rescuer, if you have your rescuer, the question is, do you recognize his voice when he comes? You got to recognize his voice. The Lord knows how to rescue the godly. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 8. That's my God. That's your God. He knows how to rescue us. How many of us want peace from God? How many of us want to experience peace from God? Okay, very good. In order for us to experience peace from God, we need to make peace with God. Without making peace with God, we will not experience peace from God. So if you want a rescuer, if you, if you need a rescuer, then you need to make peace with the rescuer. So that whenever you are in need, you will have the assistance of this, of this rescuer. So you got to make peace with God. You got to be... You know, if, if God has a Facebook page, you've you got to be his friend on Facebook page, you know. And, and, you know and, and so that, you know, he can stalk you on your Facebook page also. you got to know your rescuer. Number two, got to trust your rescuer. you got to trust him. You know, when the American Navy or Marines came into the boat of these Somali pirates, you know, and said, Captain Phillips, come on, let's go, let's go. You know, Captain Phillips would say... All right, yes, let's go. He will follow them. He had to trust them because they know the way out. i know the way back to the rescue sheep. Sometimes we want it our way. You, my rescuer, hmm, let me check your credential. Let me, let, let me check your, your certification of Godship, Lordship. Do you have one? Do you have one? You claim to be God, but uh, let me prove, prove to me that you are God. You know, in that, in that critical situation when you are in need of rescue, when the shepherd comes, when the rescuer comes, look, all you need to do, just listen. He says, get out. Let's go this way. Okay, let's go this way. You cannot demand and say, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to go this way. I want to go that way. And so that will complicate the whole rescue mission. You got to trust. Trust. You see, he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he restores my soul. He made, he leads, he restores. What did David do? He just surrendered his life to the rescuer. God makes him lie down, God let him, and God restore him, all he did was just follow and trust the rescuer. If God is saying, hey, Let's 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 do something here. Let's rest. Let's, let's let's stop for a moment. Let pause. Let us pause for a moment before we go. You need to be nursed, steady, real, real chill, chill, chill. Then you need to chill. Is it God that makes you lie down? Is it God that let you? Or is it God that rescue you? Or you want to do it thing, do things your way don 't complicate this rescue mission. Three things you need to do to be rescued number one uh, three things you need to let go to show and to prove that you trust your rescuer. number one, you need to res- you need to let go of your baggages. whatever happened in the past doesn 't matter. What is going on to the future? What, what will happen in the future? What happened in the past has no relevance to what's going on in the future. The, the, the Somali pirates may have captured and you know uh, kept Captain Phillips as a prisoner, but when the American Marine came, you know he has no concern about the, the Somali pirates anymore. Let's move. Let's go. You, you got to let go of your baggages it, it, when, the, when the rescue come Come, let's go, let's go Let's get out of here Oh, wait, 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 wait uh, I need to bring my, uh, my bag My, uh, you know, my, oh, my car keys And, you know, everything else Hey, in that moment, let go Let it go, let it go, let go your baggage. Can you imagine when you are in the valley and the shepherd is trying to guide you out, you're carrying all your stuff. It would be too cumbersome. You are delaying your own rescue mission. Let it go. Sometimes when the rescuer comes, uh, he says, "Uh, let go, forgive, forgive that person. Let it go no, God, before you rescue me, I want the guy to be punished, then you are the one who is actually sabotaging your own rescue. It's got nothing to do with the person that may have put you there in the valley, or you've got nothing to do with anybody as far as your future is concerned. He has got a lot to do with what your rescuer is wanting you to do and where your rescuer is wanting you to go. You got to let go, right? That's why David said, you know, uh, trust Him. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in want. I have no more need because He will supply all my needs. That means I lack nothing. God is going to supply all my needs. You can carry all your gold and your silver and your LV bags and all that to heaven. Because one day when we cross this line from, uh, from our life to the heaven, God did not say, it. welcome. Wow, LV bag, impressive. Well, what, what key to the car? What was the, uh, wow, that's a Mercedes Benz. Welcome to heaven. God doesn't care for all this. God cares for your life. And he will say, welcome, good, my good and faithful servant. It's not what you wear. It's not what you have, what you bring along. Let go. You got to be light if you want to be rescued. Amen. Right? So you got to let go and follow and move along with your rescuer. Having less is more. Having less is more. By having less, you gain clarity. By having less, you gain space. By having less, you gain focus. By having less, you gain more. By having less, you gain speed. Let go of your baggages. If God says stop, you stop. God says go, you go. When God says forgive, you ah, forgive. <laughs> forgive. Right? It's easy when God says let's stop. Okay, you stop. Let's go, let's go. God says okay, let's forgive that person. <clears throat> forgive, <clears throat> forgive. You got to declutter the distress. You want to know who is the most stressful person in this church right now? It's easy. Open your bags and find out. If you have more keys than everybody else, you are the most stressful person in this room. That's why they call you the key person. Because if the key to your house, to your factory, to your office, to the car, and all that, the more keys you have, the more responsible you are. Let it go. Let it go. Number two, you gotta let go of your worries. In the presence of my God, there is power, there's joy, there's peace. Let go of your worries. Let go. Oh, when my children were younger, this, this is not my children, not not, not, not my, my family, okay? <laughs> okay, just in case. You confuse, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> So, I I found this picture on the internet. I thought this would explain what I'm going to say or illustrate. You know, when my children were younger and they wanted to learn how to swim, and I would buy them this uh, little, what you call this, float. This float. Yeah, and so they would jump into the water with the float, you know, hanging onto the float and they'll paddle and all that. So they found security in the float float, right? They found that security because it helped them to stay afloat. when, when they get older, I want them to swim without the float. And so I I asked them, give me the float. You can swim without it and I'll catch you. You know, I'll hold you. You, you. you Just let go of the float. You know what? They trust they trusted the float more than they trusted their dad. Just like God says let go. You trusted the thing that you were hanging on more than, more than you trusted your savior, your rescuer. Someone f- was uh, falling off the cliff and in and as he was falling down the cliff, he was desperate. He was clinging to everything that he could. And then he finally hang on, hung on to a branch of a tree. He looked down, <laughs> about 100 feet down. And he looked up. There's nobody there. And he starts shouting, help, 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 help. Help, help, help. Anybody up there? And God responded, "I'm here." Oh God, thank you, thank you. Ooh, ooh. And God said, "Let go." <laughs> Anyone else up there? <laughs> Cuss. You know this word. This verse was written by a former fisherman. You know what a farmer, fisherman, uh, what the fisherman would do? They would cast their net. They would throw their net into the sea, into the ocean. He said, "Cast all your cares, throw, give it, throw, cast all your cares on Him, because He cares for you. It's time to let go, let God." You know, take care, take charge, take control, right? Why are you hanging on to your worries? Why are you hanging on to your problems? The third thing that we need to let go is control. Control. Control is something that is most challenging to let go and let God, right? Stop wrestling and start resting. Can you imagine Captain Phillips was being rescued and he has the rank of a captain and these marines maybe they were just um, sergeants or private and all that And, and when they came in Captain Phillips let's go excuse me I am the captain I give the order well that will complicate the whole process right at that point of time Captain Phillips has to downgrade himself from the role of a captain from the rank of a captain to follow these rescuers so what if you have arrived at a certain position in your company? God is still God. He's still the master of our life. When he says, go, let's go. When he says, stop, let us stop. I found this video. I thought it was interesting. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: that's going back to your own vomit that's going back when you want to take care of yourself God said, okay Jose you can take care of yourself and this is what's going to happen David was the king and he was in the epicenter of all the stresses trying to run the government. He was a king, the number one man in this land, in his country. And he, might, he, may, he must be so stressed having to run the country and uh, having to deal with all the politics. But God had to take him out from this. You know, God says, hey, go step aside, get out, get away from the epicenter, and start resting. Start resting. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores or he refreshes me. If you want to be restored, if you want to be refreshed, then let God take you to charge. Let God take you to a place to chill, to relax, and for you to rest. Stop fighting with God. Start resting in the presence of our God. Jesus said this is very powerfully. Yeah? I, I really love this verse. He said, come with me by yourself, not with your servants, not with your attendants, not with anyone else. Come with me. It's not... Come to me, but come with me. Let's go on a journey with God for rest. Come with me by yourself. Don't bring your problems. Don't bring all your baggages and all that. Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. Would you come with God? Will you go with God to a quiet place and get some rest? If your mind is so troubled, you're ruminating, regurgitating all these problems that has happened in the past. Jesus, this is what Jesus is telling you. Come with me. Not come to me because I'm already here with you. That's what Jesus said. I'm already here. You don't need to come to me. You come with me. Let's go to a quiet place and find some rest. So we need to let go so that we can let God do his stuff in our lives. Trust your rescuer. If you you say you trust your rescuer, you trust your shepherd, you trust your God, your Lord, you know what? You need to let go of your baggages. You need to let go of your worries. You need to let go of control. He is the master of your life. Thirdly, you need to follow your rescuer. When he said, go, let us go. Follow, follow, follow him. I will follow you. You know, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27. You follow your rescuer, and and David said, he leads me in the path of righteousness, For his name's sake. Maybe the rescuer came for you, and in this journey back to the rest of the fall, you have to go back to the valley. But you're not in the valley by yourself. He is there with you. Aren't you glad that David wrote, "I walked in, or I walked through the shadow of the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death," and that he did not actually wrote, "I walked into the valley of the shadow of death." If you want to walk out, you need to walk through. When you walk through that valley, that painful experience, this time with God, you will come up stronger, wiser, more resilient. He is there with you. His rod and his staff were there, and he provided dinner too, supper in the valley. And so, you need to know him. And you, you need to trust Him. You need to follow Him. And in so doing, you become restored. It's restoration. It's not your way, but it's Yahweh. His way. When you need rescuing, it will not be done according to how you want it to be done. It, is, it will be done according to how God is going to direct you. At the end of this movie, or this clip that we watch, the medical officer told him, Captain, you are safe now. When we surrender our lives to our rescuer, the shepherd, our God, our Lord, he would say to us, you are safe now. Because when God is for us, who then can be against us? He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Do you actually believe that? Amen. Good. I once had a patient, I'm not sure whether I told you this story, but you yeah, have heard it, then you know, just just maybe you need to hear it, rehear it again. One of my patients was suicidal. She and her boyfriend was out in the park at night, Um, and from the bushes, there was someone, a robber, a guy who came at them, brandishing a knife at them. As soon as she, she saw the knife, she became hysterical. Don't kill us, don't kill us, don't kill us, don't kill us. You want money, you want to money. The, the, the more hysterical she became, she actually panicked the robber because she's, you know, creating a commotion. And the robber doesn't want people to know about what's going on. And so in order to silence her, the robber attempted to stab her and kill her. And, and when the robber attempted to stab her, the boyfriend intervened and fought with that guy with a knife and was stabbed seven times and died on the spot. And the guy was just, what, 20? She was about 19. She she collapsed. He died on the spot. And this girl who fell too, began to be more hysterical. She cried and yelled and shouted for help, and help came, ambulance came. She was then admitted to the ward in the hospital. As soon as she, this happened about 22 now, 22, 23 years ago. As soon as she entered the ward, she went to the bathroom and attempted to break the mirror in the bathroom because she wanted to use those broken mirrors to stab herself. He said, I cannot live anymore. He died because of me. He died because of me. He he died because of me. I can't live. I I cannot continue living this life. I'm responsible for his death. If I did not shout and yell, he would not have died. He died because of me. He should be the one living. I should be the one dead. I want to die. Let me die. Let me die. And she was just hysterical, and, you know, the doctors had to come in and pump tranquilizer and put her to sleep and have a rest so that oh, the nurses and the other doctors have, can have some rest too. And the, the hospital medical director called me and said, hey, uh, we have a case, would you want to take it up? So I read the brief, I said, okay, I will, I will try, I will do it, I will come and, um, and try and help. So on the day of the, of the appointment, I went to her ward, and her parents were there, two nurses were there in attendance just in case she, you know, she went violent. And so I went there, I introduced myself, I'm Dr. Turk, I'm the clinical psychologist that's going to be here, I'm going to be here to help you. He said, I don't need help! If you want to help me, you help me to die! I cannot live anymore! Help me to die! Please, please, he died because of me! And I was like, hmm, I just need five minutes of your time, just five minutes. What's the point? If in these five minutes you allow me to kill myself, Okay, and she was just fighting biting back confronting me and I just said Five minutes That's all At the end of the five minutes If you don't like what I'm what I've said You can dismiss me as your therapist and They will assign another psychiatrist or psychologist for you. I don't need help. I Want to die? I cannot live. He died because of me. And the parents came in and tried to help and said, let's give this doctor five minutes. You know, just just calm down. Let him talk for five minutes after all. What is five minutes? And then she calmed down and she sat on by the bed and she looked down and she kept silent then. I took that silence as a concern for me to begin my five minutes. And I told her, "I'm sorry for what had happened to your boyfriend. He was one brave young man." And she looked at me. And she looked at me with eyes like a dagger. "What's the point? What's the point? See so what he he was a brave young man. He died because of me." I, I said, "My point is, he did not die because of you." he died for you he wanted you to live that's why he fought that man with the knife so gallantly because he wanted you to live now if you are successful in your suicide attempt his gallant effort will be in vain he could have just run away upon seeing that man with the knife with a dagger But he stood there, fought that man so that you have a chance to live. You need to live for his sake. Live in memory of this man who died for you. You got to live. She stood down, she looked down, and she was silent for a long time. Quiet. Like right now, quiet. (laughs) About maybe 15 minutes later, she looked up to me and said, I will live. I will live. Look, the textbook of psychology and psychiatry did not teach me that strategy. It is the Bible that taught me that. You know why I'm living, in spite of all of the problems that you and I are, especially me, for me, that I'm having. I live because my God died for me, so that I can live a life abundantly. You know what? If you're in your struggles, don't give up. Always remember, Jesus, your Shepherd, your Rescuer, died for you so that you can live life to the fullest. Are you walking in the valley alone? Can I introduce my rescuer, my shepherd? He will be there with you, for you, protecting you, guiding you. But you need to know him. You need to trust him. You need to follow him in order for you to be restored or to be rescued. I don't know. Maybe God is speaking to some of us today who is in need of rescuing. Maybe you're in a financial situation, a marital situation, a relational situation, a job situation, and you just, just, you're just, you just desperate. And you are in the midst of all your enemies, the coyotes, the lions, the bears, they were all prowling around, ready to devour you. But if you need the rescuer today, if you need a rescuer today, he's here right now. He's here right now. Shall we stand and let us pray? Lord, we thankful. We are forever grateful knowing that you will always be there for us and with us. Some of us may be going through some tough times right now. They need a rescuer. Will you be that rescuer for them? Hey, folks, if God is speaking to you, if you know that this message was for you, is for you, you need the help from that rescuer, from God, from the Shepherd who loves you, who would even die for you, would you acknowledge that and tell God, I need you? Just raise your hands and say, God, let him know who you are. If you need the help from God, just raise your hands, let him know. You got to know him. You you want peace from God, you got to make peace with God. Perhaps you need to make that peace with God. God you see these hands these people that need rescuing today will you come will you come and rescue these people yes Lord have your way in us you direct you lead you restore you take control of our lives. Lord, you see all those that came forward. May they walk away from our service this morning, knowing that they are empowered, knowing that they are not alone, knowing that you are there with them, not forsaking them, not abandoning them in the hour in the hour of need. Lord, you are there. You are that good shepherd. You are our rescuer. You are our Lord. You are our master. You are our counselor. You are our friend. You are everything that we need. And I pray, Lord, that as we walk away from our service, we will not forget that. We will not assume control in our lives as we walk out of the door of this church. We will continue to allow you to be the one who is going to guide us, who is going to lead us, who is going to protect us, who is going to provide for us. Our lives are in your hand, Lord. We surrender our lives to you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Well, let us continue to uh, pray for him. Uh, may I ask our fel- my fellow pastors to please come join me and let us pray for him. Father, we thank you, God, for the life of Dr. Fred, Lord. Patuloy niyo po, Panginoon, na Lord, para po mas lalo po kaming may strengthen may encourage Lord God thank you so much Lord for his ministry Lord God of encouragement with this we just continue Lord God to pray that you will continue to strengthen him not only oh God from the physical realm but more so father from the inner man so that Lord out of the abundance of his heart Lord he will continue Lord God to reach out other people Lord to be, to get encouraged Lord God para po Panginoon sa iyong kapurihan kaya Panginoon patuloy na ingatan niyo po siya at ayan niyo minsan pa Panginoon that through his life Lord God he will continue to become a conduit of your grace and your mercy Lord Jesus that your power will be with him Lord God and your anointing so that Lord through His life, Lord, it will con- He will continue to bring back glory, honor, and praises to Your name alone. We thank You, Father. We speak blessing after blessing upon His life, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. This we pray. Amen. Amen. nalangin pa tayo. Panginoon, maraming maraming salamat o Diyos sa araw na ito. Salamat po, Panginoon. Minsan pa pinakita niyo po that indeed, Lord, you are our faithful Father, our good shepherd, Lord. You, rescu- you rescue us, Lord God, from the pit of darkness and you transferred us into your marvelous kingdom. And so, God, we thank you for being with us throughout all our lives, Lord God. We will continue to honor you in our lives, Panginoon. Salamat po, Panginoon, sa iyo ang ng papuri at lahat ng pasasalamat. Let us raise our hands, my dear friends. May the Lord will bless you. May the Lord will keep you. And may the Lord will shine His face upon you. Oh, may the Lord will give you His peace and His shalom as we will continue to reach out the marketplace for His glory and for His honor. God bless you. Amen.